Radio freaking Quato. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the hour where there's nothing left to prove. Experimental act of concern. It's a perfect world being burned. This is the maniacal hour. Pure 100% underground. Powered by the emotion of self-passion. This is how we get down. It's the rain all It is Wednesday, December 15th, 2021. You're tuned into The Blow Off, presented by AppMarkMedia.com, powered by the Hami Media Group at ChannelAttitude.com. On this week's show, we're talking some New Japan, Ring of Honor, MLW, Lucha Underground, and whatever the hell might be happening inside of the WWE. But before we dive in, it's my obligation to remind you, this is a podcast by the fans for the fans, bringing you all the news that is news from across the professional wrestling world. Find the show online at The Blow Off, Blow Off Pod. Dot com. My name is Dr. Jargo, P-H-D, and I am joined alongside my tag team partner. He's the G-A-G from the PWC. He's the COVID kid. It's my man, Jimmy T. Welcome back to your show. Thank you. Nice little intro once again, Jargo. And yes, I'm back. I'm here. I'm found. <laughs> What's going on, man? It's been an interesting week in wrestling. I mean, you got to say, right? It's it's been an interesting week inside of the world of professional wrestling. It's been kind of an awkward week inside of the world of professional wrestling. And I, I guess the place for me to start anyway, Jimmy T, I want to go all the way back to last Friday. I want to start with hookers and blow. Mm-hmm. Well, well, at least hookers. Uh Jimmy T, Friday night, immediately after AEW Rampage, you and I and our good friend, Mr. BS himself, Chris Ams, um, he went down to Mexico looking for El Generico, found a Fuego del Sol, and Fuego found himself in a ring with Hook. And Jimmy, it has been so interesting to watch the internet wrestling community of course, we did an immediate reaction. We were both very, very high on Hook's debut. But man, I tell you what, some of this IWC, you would think that this was the greatest debut in the history of professional wrestling. We need to put Hook into a title match with Hangman Page immediately. He's going to win the AEW title. Then he's going to go to New Japan Pro Wrestling. And he's going to take out Kazuchika Okada and Shingo Takagi inside of the same match. And then he's going over to MLW. He's going to take out Hammerstone. He's going to bounce over to Impact and beat up Moose. And then he's going to squash Roman Reigns in about 15 seconds at the main event of wrestlemania that's how freaking good hook is i mean like can we calm down a little bit it was one match and it was basically a squash i mean i i i'm a hooker i'm a hooker don't get me wrong i'm a hooker i like hook and all but holy crap dude the reaction to hook's debut has been insane well wasn't this the same internet wrestling community online that was actually saying hook is this and hook is that and all these negative comments. And now suddenly he's the man. Hey, look, he hooked me in too. I'm not going to lie. 
and that debut was actually crazy. But man, suddenly everyone is on his bandwagon. Relax, it's just his first match. It was a squash match, but let's but you know what? The kid knows what he's doing, man. You gotta give him that. Does he? I went back, I rewatched this match, Jimmy T. And oh really? I, I tell you, I was more impressed the first time I watched it than I was the second. Really? He can't sell. And and that's okay. It's his debut match. He's like 20 years old. I mean, like, everybody's just calmed down a little bit. But there's a sequence inside of that match where Fuego hits like a, a shotgun drop kick, and Hook is in the corner kind of selling this thing, and it looks awful. I mean, it, it just looks absolutely awful. And I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't want to like poo poo on people's parade here or anything, but I, I, I think just this overreaction, everything is the latest, everything is the greatest, or, you know, in the world that we live in, everything is now the scariest and the doomiest, right? But I, I, I just feel like this overreaction to whatever the most current thing is inside of the world of pro wrestling, I mean, we're seeing it with Liv Morgan. On, on WWE, no. right? Where people are, oh, well, I can't believe that they, I'm so, Liv Morgan stinks. I, 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 nothing against the girl. She's a very, very pretty girl, but she's a professional wrestler and Liv Morgan stinks. Well, is that how low we've set the bar, Jago? I think so. I Definitely. think so. 100%, man. I mean, Liv Morgan, I agree with you 100%. I think she sucks. I don't understand the hype, really, other than her looks. Is she really that good? Sure, she's improved, but she sucks. And as far as hooks, as far as hook goes, look, man, I, I haven't watched it the second time. I wish I did, but you're you're probably right. I need to go back on it and see how bad his selling was. But other than that, he did pretty well. I I, I enjoy his presence. I enjoy his look with the I, I don't know about the uh, quaffing of the hair. Uh, but you know, I like the demeanor. I thought the offense looked very, very believable, although very, very basic, which you would expect from somebody making their debut match on national television, you know, like I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was, you know, like the second coming of the rock. And I mean, the way some of these people are reacting, it's just like, holy crap. So I guess the question is if you're Tony Khan, if you're AEW, what do you do with hook? Like, because you want to strike while the iron is hot, but you don't want to over push the kid. I, I don't even know what you necessarily do with hook right off the bat here. I think hold him off for now, man. And actually let him go back into training, still work on his selling and, uh, and then bring him back. I think you use him as a bit of an attraction right now, just to keep it a little mysterious. If you know what I'm saying? It seems insane to me that we're using a 20-year-old kid who looks like he's about, you know, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, which is tall for his family, and, you yeah, know, like a, 185, maybe 190 pounds, and that that's the special attraction. We have, we have CM Punk, we have Brian Danielson, we have, like, on <laughs> down the line, but Hook, that's, hey. that's the special attraction. Hook! <laughs> well... Is Brian Danielson and CM Punk really such a an attraction now? Like, as in the special attraction? I mean, they're on every week, right? That's true. That's true. Well, we'll have to see exactly what they do on Wednesday night. Um, of course, it is Wednesday night. Jesus, man, my days of the week are so screwed up at this <laughs> point. I mean, like, 
all day on Tuesday. I was thinking it was Thursday and then it came Wednesday and I was thinking it was Thursday and <laughs> uh, it's just a mess. Cause like, I'll go to work tonight on Wednesday, but it'll be Thursday, but it's actually Wednesday until five o'clock in the morning. But you know, then I talk to you and it's like going on Friday and I never know what the hell day of the week it is, man. I, it's like the curse of third shift. I get all that, but man, it's been really, really bad this week. Well, I can actually report that I'm in Thursday right now, Jago. Yes. Jimmy T is the man from the future. (laughs) From the future. <laughs> the future. What, is, is, is that how we say it in France? The future. <laughs> Definitely in France. The future. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody likes the French people. Nobody likes nah, the French people. Not at all. Jimmy T, the, the, I don't want to talk too much about winter is coming because by the time this comes out, I'm sure winter will have already came. Oh, um, <laughs> any, any, any big predictions for tonight as we sit here? I don't know. We're about three and a half hours from dynamite. Any big predictions for tonight so that when people listen to this tomorrow, they can be like, wow, those guys are really smart. Well, I'm hoping for a hangman loss tonight. Let's be real, man. I mean, he even came out online and said, I don't know if you've seen it actually, Jago, but I have not. He kept, you haven't? Well, he was, I think it was oral sessions with Renee Paquette, formerly, Renee Young from WWE, and he said it's a blessing that he's world champion. Like you know, it's he's on top of the world, but he's also frustrated because he hasn't had a match since he's won the title, which is quite interesting, Jago. So I don't know, man. It's it's. I'm hoping he does lose. Okay, let let's really take a look at this. All right. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is Ring of Honor. When you look at Ring of Honor Final Battle, they had all of those little videos kind of throughout the the show, right? Where was Hangman Pages? It was the second video on the show. And nobody cared that Hangman Page was there. People were pumped about Punk. They were pumped about Danielson. They were pumped about Adam Cole. Like, nobody cared that Hangman Page was there. That's the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. I thought that was very, very telling just in, in where he was placed on that show. You took the words right out of my mouth, man. That's your AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Jago. I mean, let that sink in. Right. And he was, and no one gave a shit. I mean, let's, look, yeah, no, look, really. I mean, can you blame him or is it, is AEW got a big part in this too, if you know what I mean? Because to be fair, I don't think they've really booked him right since he's won the title anyway. Well, elaborate on that. What do you mean by that? Well, what have they done with him? He hasn't had a match like he said. They've done no matches. He's not doing anything other than cowboy shit like he always says. I mean, that's it. Well, what cowboy shit is he doing? I mean, what has... Here's the thing for me. Hangman Page, this is why he should not be the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Like, personified, right? You are the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. You should not be wrestling every week on national television. You are the World Heavyweight Champion. You need to present yourself as the most important thing on that show, whether you're having a match or not. And let's face it, Hangman is not. He is not anywhere remotely close to being the most important part of that show right now. Um, to me, when you're the champ, you get over with the belt. Like you have the prop. It's what you say. It's how you carry yourself. It's the presentation. And while 
people are, well, I don't like how he's been booked since he won the championship. He won the championship at the last pay-per-view. We're still a couple of months from the next pay-per-view. He's been building this program with Brian Danielson. And while it sucked, I mean, like, how else should the world heavyweight champion be booked? We're not booking Hangman Page here. We're booking the world heavyweight champion. Well, get this. Every time he's made an appearance since he's won the title, have you actually seen him come out with the title? And again, like... Where was the title when he did this and this video for Ring of Honor? See what I mean? Because let's let's face it, when it comes to goodwill with professional wrestling fans, AEW has it in spades. But the Ring of Honor audience is that one audience is like fuck AEW because <laughs> AEW ruined their new toy. Like AEW ruined Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is not in the shape that they are in if it's not for AEW. And don't think that Ring of Honor diehard fans, like the ones that go to final battle, don't know that, right? Like, so where is the AEW World Heavyweight Championship? Like, why was it Hangman? Like, the way Adam Cole was presented is how Hangman should have been presented. Standing in front of the AEW logo, belt over his shoulder, like, that's what I wanted from Hangman Page. Instead, we got he's hanging out in a concrete locker room. Looks like he just got done drinking a beer. He's obviously lost his title belt because it's nowhere to be found. I mean, like, what the hell is Hangman doing? Like, this is as much on Hangman as it is on the company for me. But is it really on Hangman? I mean, maybe the company's telling him not to come out with a belt for you know, right? I mean, I, we don't know, but it's true because. When you think about it, man, do you think of him as a world champion? You really don't. I, I have never thought of Hangman Adam Page as world champion. I mean, because he's not. I mean, like when you look at the babyface depth chart of that roster, right? If you're breaking it down by like, you know, an NFL depth chart, where does Hangman Page fall even on the babyface side of the ledger? He's like maybe the at best case scenario, the third highest baby face on that card right now and he's running around with the world championship just no it's it's not good for me it's cm punk when cm punk had his first title run he still wasn't the main event right i mean he he was never the main event right not not when it came to the the pay-per-views that really mattered no, I mean, world champion or not, he was not the main event because he was not the most important person on that show, regardless of whether he had the title or not. And that's where Hangman finds himself right now. Unbelievable, man. And and I feel bad for the guy in many ways too, man. Because if he does lose the title, because look, he might not lose, right? Maybe it's too early. Like, really, I want him to lose. How that does he not? Look. How does he not? Because, I mean, he's the baby face, so he can't cheat to get over on Brian Danielson. I don't right. feel like he's on Danielson's level inside of the ring. He's not on Danielson's level outside of the ring. Like, everything about this says Danielson should win this match. The only reason for Danielson not to win this match is, well, Higman just got the belt. If that's the best reason that you got for Danielson not to win the match, you're actually making the case for Danielson to win the match. Right, but also don't be surprised if this goes to a time limit draw. I mean, you can't put him past it. I mean, I know Danielson's already had one. Isn't the time limit, when the title is on the line, though, isn't it a 60-minute match? I'm not sure, is it? I mean, how many matches are booked, like, as far as we know? 
Um, I think there's four or five. That's a fair few for like two hours if we got a world title match also. Man, I just I can't imagine that match going more than 20 minutes. <laughs> Neither can I. But it'd be interesting because, I mean, just don't put it past them, even though they've already done it. I don't right. think they'll do it because it's too soon, right? But I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Like, only for the sake of saving Hangman and Danielson, except I think that would make things a lot worse if they go down that route. But even worse, if Hangman does lose the title tonight, can you imagine, like, the internet wrestling community? I mean, everybody's going to be in a total uproar, positively or negatively, it's going to be news. You know what I'm saying? Well, isn't that the, a good thing, though? It's a good thing for everyone else, but hang, man. Well, I mean... See what I mean? It's it's a bit of a sticky situation, shall I say. I mean, yeah, but we say that, but the second he loses that belt, he, he becomes like, you know, the fourth or fifth most interesting baby face on that <laughs> card. I mean... That's bad. I, the money's in the chase for an underdog babyface. Right, but then where do you go from there, though? You rebuild. I mean, you, you Tommy Dreamer it, right? Like, you cool. build him up, and then he gets knocked down. And then you build him up, and he gets knocked down. Like, that's cowboy shit, right? Like, you build <laughs> him up, and then he gets knocked down. And and right. it's more in how he picks himself back up. That's where the money is with Hangman Page, not sitting at the top of the mountain. I agree 100%, but I sense a little frustration coming out of him, too. To be well, good, fair. then turn his ass heel because you got too many baby faces. Absolutely. I, I, I love him as a heel anyway. I mean, he hasn't been a heel for a long time now, but I would love to see him as a heel because he's got a bone to pick. You know what I mean? He's got a chip on his shoulder, and I think he'll come out way more out of his shell if he goes that heel route. I want him to be... Hmm. What's the proper way to say this? I want him to be more Doc Holiday and less Wyatt Earp. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. Oh, man. And Doc we'll Holiday see. was a babyface. I mean, let, let's be honest. He might have been a dick, but he was a babyface. Um, I'm, I'm going for Bray Wyatt. I think Bray Wyatt debuts tonight. That's my really? big prediction for tonight's show. Interesting. What makes you say that, though? Last week on AEW Dynamite, we have the uh, right after the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal. What happened? All the lights go red. They just flashed red for about a half a second. They did? They did. I think and I, I noticed. <laughs> I think that is an homage to Bray Wyatt. Either that or uh, Finn Balor's demon is going to show up, and I don't think that's the case. So I'm, I'm going with Bray Wyatt. I think Bray Wyatt debuts tonight. Hmm. I think last year we had Sting. This year, I think we get Bray Wyatt. I'd even, I'd maybe even call him Wyndham Winter. Oh, shit. You know what, man? It'd be awesome if that does happen. But once again, that puts Hangman down the pecking order, man. On both ends, even on the heel side, if he was to turn heel, say. Yeah. That sucks. You know what I mean? It really does. It really does, dude. I'm just. (laughs) Hangman seems like a really nice guy. I'd, I'd be happy to sit down and, you know, share a whiskey with him, but uh, I don't, I don't need him as my world champion. I just, maybe he should go back into teaching since he was a school teacher. Hey, there you go. There you go. It's a possibility. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. Also tonight, I, 
think this is a good segue into final battle. We, we saw the Briscoes. I, I, the one thing about final battle that I absolutely hated was the segment with FTR and the Briscoes. And you would think that that would have been the highlight of the show for me. I just did not like the way that it was presented. I thought it made the Briscoes look bad. And at the final ring of honor show, I think that is just absolutely stupid. Um, but I am down for the Briscoes showing up tonight on AEW dynamite. I almost feel like they need to show up tonight after what FTR did to them Saturday night, like, cause they straight up emasculated the Briscoes. <laughs> they ran off the Briscoes at the final ring of honor show, right? Like at the end of that segment, it's FTR in the ring standing tall. And I, I just, I hated that entire presentation of what they did, but tonight like the briscoe's got to be pissed off and so they're coming to dynamite right i mean like that that just feels like that has to happen you think i mean yeah i mean you can bet your house that they're going to be showing up tonight man and especially after that our final battle i was surprised dude it was so like uh just anticlimactic after that build dude you I know mean, what i'm saying i would have been fine with it with what they did on Saturday night, if that match was going to happen inside of ring of honor, I understand, right. you know, that, the, you know, first part of the feud, first physicality between the two teams, you want the heels to get one over on the baby faces and the heels stand tall. The baby faces come back for revenge. They end up winning the program. They did the exact opposite of that. Like it was the final ring of honor show. There's no mm -hmm. blow off here, right? Like th this match is not happening inside of ring of honor. And they put FTR over strong over the Briscoes after they just go out and have a killer match against Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. I mean, I thought those two guys were like, hey, we need to put a resume out here so that we can get hired somewhere else over the course of the next six months. And I thought Matt Taven and Mike Bennett just did a hell of a job. Man, their talent still, dude, and I still don't understand. We know with Mike Bennett and how he's in WWE and all that. But Matt Taven, man. I mean, come on. I don't understand why people dislike Matt Taven so much. I really don't. I love me some Matt Taven. Me too, man. I've always rated him for years. I mean, look at him. How, how does he not have superstar written all over him? You know what I mean? Well, he does. And, and, and I feel like that's the problem, right? Like, he's the white Kenny King. Like, he has all the tools. He's a, He has a great look. He cuts a good promo. He's fantastic in the ring. He doesn't hurt anybody. His offense looks believable. But there's no connection with the crowd. Like, oh, th there, there's just, there's something missing with both of those guys. And I've never been able to figure out what it is. Like, Kenny King should be huge. Like, he's at least TNT title level inside of AEW. But there's zero connection with the fans. Matt Taven is the same way. Like, he is a world title contender. But as soon as he wins the title, everybody's just like, meh, Matt Taven. Like, he might as well be Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> Maybe because he's been in the same company for way too long, dude. You know what I mean? I don't know. And, even, and even Kenny King, even though he was in TNA, Impact Wrestling, whatever, and Ring of Honor. But Matt Taven, though. Even me, I think he's on a different level to Kenny King in many ways, right? Maybe not by perception, but I think he could be a bigger deal. You know what I mean? I just don't understand. Look, in many ways, he's the Randy Orton of Ring of Honor, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, that's, that's Think valid. about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm not taking anything away from Orton. He's one of the best to ever do it, right? 
but he's always been sort of there's something kind of missing, but not really. Like he's got all the tools, but it's almost like he doesn't have this fire to like. I don't know. It's hard to explain, man. I I, I understand what you're saying because I I do feel like Orton was always kind of missing that. Like you could right. you could always see all the potential in Randy Orton. And then, you know, he became like a 15-time world champion. And everybody was kind of like, I'm just over Randy Orton. But now he's been around for so long. I think Randy Orton, week to week, is the biggest star that they have inside of the WWE because people respect Randy Orton. Like, that is the connection now between the fans and Randy Orton. Like, they respect Randy Orton. They don't care if he's a babyface. They don't care if he's a heel. He's Randy being Randy. He gets the biggest pop of the night at any show that you go to. People think I'm insane when I say say that, but go go to a house show. Randy Orton will get the biggest pop of anybody on the night because people know who he is. People respect him because he's been around for so long. I, I totally get the comparison. The only thing is, for some reason, the respect for Matt Taven has never showed up. Right, and that's the problem. And, and that's the difference, right? Like, with Orton, he's earned it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like Taven has too. Right, but yeah, like you said, he just doesn't connect with the with the people. But I think yeah, Taven's I think... too good. I, 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 I genuinely yeah, as, believe as we, this. As right? weird as it sounds, right? I have said for several years now at this point, and I don't, I, I may have to adapt this now that he seems like he's just doing independent shows, which is baffling to sad. me. That's but so sad, dude. Tyler Breeze is my favorite professional wrestler. And right. the, the reason that Tyler Breeze is my favorite professional wrestler is because the dude worked me. He worked me hard. When I first started mm-hmm. watching the NXT, I could not stand Tyler Breeze. Like, this dude, he's not that good. He's not that big. There's nothing special about him. I just want to see him get punched in the face. Like, fuck this dude. And then all of a sudden, I was like, wait, that's that's exactly how I'm supposed <laughs> to feel about Tyler Breeze. Like, <laughs> this dude is even working me. Like, as smart of a fan as I am, this dude is working me. Like, you're supposed to hate Matt Taven. Matt Taven is an egotistical prick of a heel. (laughs) There's no redeeming qualities to Matt Taven. And that's why people don't like Matt Taven. Well, wait a minute. That's exactly what he's going for. Right, exactly. But people seem to just be like, yeah, like whatever. You know what I mean? And it's weird, man. It, it, it's always puzzled me because I've been a fan of his for so many years now, and I've always felt that he's had like star written all over him. But for whatever reason, no one wants to touch him. The fans are pretty much indifferent towards him, and it's a shame, man. Like I don't know how he is, you know, outside of the ring. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, but it's a shame for him not to be elevated you know, into like superstardom in WWE or AEW even. But the dude screams WWE superstar. He does. He really does. It's true, man. He He's perfect for WWE. Whatever reason, no one wants to touch him, man. Maybe now, who knows? But how old is he now? He's in his 30s now, like oh, yeah. late 30s. I mean, he's been around for a yeah. long time now, dude. Hmm. How old is Matt Taven? I'm going to say 36, between 36 and 38. 36, nailed it. Oh, there you go. 
Hell's but I mean, that? even in 36, you could get two good contracts out of Matt Taven. Absolutely. He's at his peak in many ways, man. Yeah. Like he could possibly be right at his peak, but it's now or never, man. But I mean, like when it gets to the point that you hear those clocks start going off and you go, oh, Matt Taven. <laughs> yes, that's what he's going for. Like Bubba Ray the other day, right? Made the comment on Busted Open Radio. There's no real heels anymore. And it's like, yeah, there is. There's guys like Matt Taven. There, there's guys like Tyler Breeze that you don't even want to see them show up on your television. That's what a real heel is supposed to be, right? Like, Right. It's true. And Tyler Breeze is underrated, man. Like, really. He's so underrated. I'm surprised oh, no one's even... underrated. He really is. And it's a shame no one's even touched him right now. You think AEW would bring him in for a few matches, right? What's you would going think on there? I would bring in Tyler Breeze tomorrow. And, of course, I would put the World Heavyweight Championship on him <laughs> because he's more over than Hangman Adam Page. But yeah. it, it, seriously, what I would do... He's a guy for people like Hangman to beat on television, a, a baby face for somebody like an MJF to beat on television. Like you need mid card talent to put over your main event talent so that you don't become WWE and you're just not recycling matches and trading wins back and forth. Like Tyler's the kind of guy that he can go out, he can lose like seven, eight matches in a row. You give him a win or oh. two on dark, he's still a legitimate, you know, opponent that you can put in there with, I don't even like Sean Spears. When's the last time Sean Spears got a win? Which is stupid because I think Sean Spears looks probably the best he's ever looked, man. If you think back to when he was the perfect 10, he well, was a lot smaller. You know right. what happened? He had well, a feud with Cody. Yeah. Once you have a feud with sense? Cody, your career is over. But isn't that supposed to be one of his best friends? <laughs> well, so is QT Marshall. Where, where, where right. is QT Marshall since the Cody feud? Where's right. uh, where's Dustin Rhodes since the uh, Cody feud? Like, where is <laughs> legitimately anybody that Cody is feuded with over the course, like, I don't know, three years? Where are they now? Interesting. <laughs> they, they just end up buried. So you're saying it's triple C, Cody, Cody, Cody? Well, I mean, even Malachi Black. <laughs> What's Malachi Black doing right now? Now that this, spraying, this, this feud with Cody is over. Spraying cheeks faces, dude. That's what he's doing. Like, I mean, seriously, maybe the problem's Cody. I'm just saying. Well, see, but is he working us though? Even clearly in this aspect, even the way he's shit's being booked, you know what I mean? I mean, more than ever after last week's dynamite, I feel like Cody is self aware. Cody is turning heel. He's he's fucking with the fans. That's what's That's going true. on right now. He's fucking with the fans I, because Wednesday on the one that really stood out was when he went to leave after challenging Sammy Guevara for the TNT championship, and he uh, almost what? walked into the heel entrance. And then he was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and he stops and, like, goes over to the babyface exit. You know what I mean? Like, he is self-aware. He's he's Cody's new character is he's a troll. Like, that's yeah, what he's doing. Yeah, he's that's, trolling that's the cool. IWC with, like, the slowest burning heel turn that anybody has ever seen in their lives. But do you truly think he he was meant to do this all along? I think it was uh, by accident in many ways where he just now, he's just embraced it. You know what I mean? Well, I think he's fought it tooth and nail. I mean, absolutely. 
unquestionably he he's fought against it as much as he possibly could but i mean people just don't like cody right now well that's it's on him man i mean seriously and i and i've been calling him out for months long before anybody has ever said it and yeah his true colors comes out man it is what it is and And he owes me money cody rhodes owes me money pay up cody like he ain't got the money but i don't know right i'd even take just a couple of those cigars you know right whatever happened to those cigars is he still got his own cigar well i mean mean, it was him and frankie were in on it together right right wasn't it it kazarian the two of them it was yep i mean it was and speaking of tyler breeze before where's johnny curtis aka fandango they should bring him in too man I bring them both in. I, I would bring them in. All those two guys do is get themselves over. It's true, I mean, man. Yeah. I, I love both of those guys as talents. I mean. For sure. I mean, Fandango is another one that's pretty underrated, criminally underrated, really, man. You, you know what they need to do with Deputy Dango? Like <laughs> Deputy Dango. Okay. I, I love Deputy Dango, but. We need to write one of the greatest injustices in all of professional wrestling history. When Fandango got a win over Chris Jericho at Wrestle Freaking Mania. Like, people forget that happened. Like, we need, like, Jericho needs that win back. When I look at Jericho's storied career, that is the one, like, glaring. He lost a fucking Fandango at WrestleMania? And boy, was he upset about it too. I mean, as he well, was, he should be absolutely, and he still holds a grudge because of that loss. Not Excuse towards me. Johnny Curtis, towards no, no. the company, towards the company. I mean, and and it's true, man. That wasn't the right thing to do. But in saying that, he was getting over at the time. I'm talking about Fandango. Absolutely. So you know what I mean. In in many ways, maybe it was the right decision, right? And and don't mind that plane flying past in the background. I don't know if you could hear that, but yeah. Yeah, we can hear it. They're they're just checking to make sure that Jimmy T is home as he lives in a police state known as Australia. Absolutely. The People's Republic of Australia there, Jago, as Chris AMBS would say. Uh The People's (laughs) Republic, you bet. You bet. Uh, Let's talk something that we haven't talked on this show, I don't think, and that is MLW. Um, with ring of honor kind of going away, I feel like MLW steps into that slot inside of the pro wrestling landscape. And Jimmy T, do you keep up with MLW much? Look, I used to, but lately I haven't been watching. I mean, there's just too much professional wrestling out there. Let's be honest, right? Absolutely. Although just because I haven't been watching it, which I want to, I just don't have the time. I do know what's happening though. Like I'm, I'm in tune with it. Well, I I used to watch MLW pretty religiously, and right. then they started losing talent, and MLW kind of reframed themselves very much the way Ring of Honor has several times throughout the course of the years. And now we're getting ready for yet another new era inside of MLW. And Jimmy T, I'm excited. I'm apprehensive. <laughs> I, I, I don't really know how I feel about this. But MLW Azteca Underground is coming, and it's coming very, very soon, starring the man formerly known as Dario Cueto. 
And I mean, like this is Lucha Underground. They are rebooting Lucha Underground inside of MLW. They're just calling it something different. Um, anybody that has been listening to me for several years at this point knows how much I loved Lucha Underground inside of a, a pro wrestling world that you can't really do anything new. Like everything inside of the world of pro wrestling has been done. Everything is a rehash of about seven different stories. When you really think about it, Lucha underground was something completely different. It, It brought pro wrestling into a cinematic universe to where it was a TV show that had pro wrestling on it. It wasn't a pro wrestling TV show. And I, I just thought it was so smartly done. The narrative was established. You could get away with fucking dragons and spacemen <laughs> and all kinds of weird, crazy stuff inside of the Lucha Underground universe because it all stuck to that narrative inside of that temple. Jimmy, can we can we recapture this? Can MLW pull this off? Because... I'm very apprehensive. I want this to work. I want it to be really, really good, but I'm very apprehensive. And that makes two of us, man, because so am I. I mean, I love Lucha Underground. At first, I was apprehensive about Lucha Underground, right? To be fair, because... Because it was so different. I mean, like, that first season, as they're establishing what the narrative of Lucha Underground is going to be, it's just like, this is fucking weird, but I... (laughs) I can't stop watching it. Like, it's really good. It's really smart the way that the show was written. But that show was established for, we're going to have 24 episodes inside of one season. We have the entire season. Here is the script. Everything is laid out. This is where the storyline is going. Like, there was a lot of care put into the creation of Lucha Underground. And I love Court. I really want MLW to do well, but... I'm just not sure I trust them with this kind of a property. Well, is Court Bauer going to take total reins of, of, of this? or I, I don't know. I, I, well, I don't know. Well, look, I'm not sure either because you might start alienating your fans a little bit here, man, if they're, if they're not careful. Because is MLW going to stay as the same sort of presentation? I, I don't think so. I don't see how it can. So, so hold on. So the whole company, like the whole MLW is going to move into the Lucha Underground sort of world? That's kind of my understanding of what's going on here. Like to the point where they're they're not even promoting it as MLW. They're promoting it as Azteca Underground. Oh, they got to be careful though, man. It's, they got to be careful. Like, this is really complicated. Like it, this complicated, isn't just a man. wrestling show, you know? let alone to do it week to week to week. Because I was under the impression that's going to be a separate sort of entity, but if it's not, oof, I don't know, man. Like that, that I'm very apprehensive now. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch it. You oh, for bet sure. your ass. I'm going to watch Absolutely. it. But yeah, man. Very I mean, short leash, Court Bauer. Very short leash. Very short leash. Because the thing is, man, if this is a total failure, just say, and I'm hoping it's not, but if it is, you absolutely kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. And then what? Yeah. Then what? Basically, Court has put all his chips all in, man. No pun intended. And I I feel like if the market for Lucha Underground was that big, Lucha Underground wouldn't have went away. 
<laughs> yeah. Because it Dude. was good. If, if you, ladies and gentlemen, you haven't watched Lucha Underground, go back. It was really good. You and it gets out. better as time, like as the episodes go on, man. Because I remember the first time watching it, I'm like, ah, oh, what the hell is this shit, right? But I couldn't stop watching it. Like I was binging it the first season, right? I was like, damn, but why am I fucking still watching it, right? And then I realized, shit, I like this. Like, you know this is I mean? really good. Ah, you like it, right? But because, but the thing is, they weren't trying to be something else. They told you what they were going to be, and they stuck to the narrative. That's why it worked. And it's the best Pentagon that you're going to see. Oh, I mean, by, by far, Breaker <laughs> of Bones Pentagon was by far. Like, there's no debating that. Like, so good. No debating that. <laughs> so good. Uh, Jimmy T, we have some late breaking WWE news that we have to talk about, and I'm shocked. I'm I, I, I'm shocked. I, I don't really know how else to say it. Uh, this information coming to us from Fightful, um, Jimmy T, mm. Kevin Owens has re-signed with the WWE. Uh, this is really, really surprising to me. Supposedly it is a multi-year deal talent within AEW. Didn't think that WWE would match the AEW offer and, uh, they have been proven <laughs> wrong. Kevin Owens re-signing with the WWE, um, as much as we have made out of talents like Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, uh, Malachi Black, Miro, uh, this mass exodus from the WWE. This is a big re-signing for the WWE to keep Kevin Owens around. And now I assume he will finish his career under WWE contract. I can't believe it, dude. But not only is it a great signing for WWE, let's be honest, right? But it's a morale-boosting signing too, man. Yeah, because it felt like man overboard there for a little yeah. while. Absolutely, man. And this is what confuses me about this company, right? They did everything they could to hold on to Kevin Owens, right? Mm -hmm. But yet they released all this talent at the same time. It just it puzzles me. But get this. Did you bet the connection between Nick Khan and The Rock? I did. I did hear about that. That is shocking. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That, that took me back. I was like, what? Really? I don't know, man. Maybe there's something to this, man. Maybe The Rock is going to be buying WWE in the future, man. Why would The Rock buy WWE? Like, what? Why? I mean, why? why would he buy the XFL? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. That's a valid point. <laughs> Come that's on. a valid point. Like, since when was there a connection between these two since childhood? I mean, seriously. Yeah, you would think that we would have heard about that at some right. point before, right? It's a yeah. bit strange. I'm not going to lie, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that that one is weird. So as we look at what's going on inside of the WWE landscape now, um, I, I feel like this kind of changes the equation for day one, right? I mean, I just kind of assumed that Kevin Owens was eating the pin at day one, and that was going to be his exit from the company. Do we need to be looking at Kevin Owens as a potential winner at day one? <laughs> yeah. And uh, thank you for re-signing for the company. 100%, dude. If there was betting right now, the odds just swung into Kevin Owens' favor, man. I mean, seriously, you got to strongly believe 
he's got a real good chance of actually getting the title at day one. Let's talk about what they did on Raw. Bobby Lashley um, now finds himself into a four-way with Biggie, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens for the WWE Championship. And I'm cool with that. I like me some Bobby Lashley. Absolutely. Um, but he defeats not only the world champion Biggie, but he also defeats Seth Rollins and he also defeats Kevin Owens to get himself into this four way. What the hell are we doing with Bobby Lashley here? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused because it kind of felt like Bobby Lashley is a really big deal and he is the most dominant person on this brand. He is clearly the uncrowned champion. He just buried the entire main event picture in <laughs> one night on Monday Night Raw. Dude, I'm confused too, man. Maybe bamboozled even because... Uh, I Look, let's what? be honest. Right, I, I don't get it either, man. Obviously, they're trying to keep him strong because he... He hasn't got the title back yet. But really, man, if anyone should have the title, it's Lashley, man. I mean, he's been the hottest thing on Raw, in my opinion, for a long time. But they keep starting and stopping with him since he's lost the title. So we'll see what, what happens. But expect him to get the belt real soon too, man. The thing I don't understand is they still think that Bobby Lashley is a heel. And yeah. I, I don't really understand why. And I, I was having this conversation about Miro the other day um, because one of the groups that I'm in on Facebook, they're doing their year end awards and, you know, oh, it's time to vote for the biggest heel of the year. And somebody was very, very upset that Miro was not in the voting. And I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, is, is Miro a heel? Because all Miro does is go out and beat people up and win matches in a dominant form he doesn't cheat he doesn't talk smack about the baby faces he's trying to prove himself as worthy to his god and i'm supposed to boo the guy for that bobby lashley is an absolute badass who's going out there beating the entire main event picture in one night to earn himself a shot at the championship he's not out there necessarily cheating he's not talking smack about the fans he's not talking smack about the other baby faces i'm wait is is bobby lashley supposed to be a heel because i don't understand why i'm not cheering bobby lashley at this point like I feel like these guys have become kind of Mike Tyson. Like they're the world's <laughs> most dangerous, like dude, he's going right. to go out there. He's going to destroy this guy. And I want to see how quickly he destroys this guy. Like I'm pulling for Mike Tyson. Like when Mike Tyson was the baddest dude on the planet, that wasn't a heel gimmick. Like pe people dug that. We want to pull for a badass. We want a pull for stone cold, Steve Austin. <laughs> am, am I crazy here? Are these guys they're not heels to me. They're just badasses that I want to see fuck people up. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. And, and you said it yourself. Does Lashley say anything about the fans? Yeah. Like, w w when was he like, oh, you people are stupid because you pull <laughs> for, you know, Big E. And while he's out here gyrating his hips <laughs> and, you know, like. No, Bobby Lashley doesn't do none of that. He just shows up. He wreaks havoc. He collects his paycheck and he goes home. Right, and he's got the coolest theme too. It's it's like badass. And he looks music. like a million bucks. Right. I mean, like, what what do I dislike about Bobby Lashley? 
Man, he's a beast. He's an animal. The only problem is every time they have him as a white meat baby face, he's always pandering and smiling to the cameras. You know what I mean? Why not have him like this as a baby face? Like, like you said, he's not actually doing any baby face. I mean, any heelish like things really. Other than everyone knows he's a badass. Everyone knows he'll kick pretty much most of the roster's ass in a real shoot. Like right and now, that's what all is he's doing? What is the difference between the Brock Lesnar character and the Bobby Lashley character? Absolutely nothing except I find Lashley more of a badass right now, the way he's perceived. Yeah, because he's not pandering to the crowd. He's not out there doing comedy segments with Sami Zayn. I mean, right. like, what? He's cool. He's freaking cool. Yeah, what do I dislike about Bobby Lashley? Because at this point, I, I, I don't know. Man, I'd be putting the machine right behind Lashley all the way, man. I mean, he's money, dude. I really think he could be a draw if the if the machine gets behind him all the way. And I feel the same way about Brock Lesnar. I, I felt that way about Brock Lesnar for a couple of years now, where it's just like he's just out there like destroying people. I want to cheer help. that. Right. Absolutely. And I've always cheered that. You know what I mean? So yeah. Brock and Lashley are two of these dudes, like they're both the type of guys that you can just always like and never really get bored of them. Do you know what I mean? They're just entertaining because they don't even have to do much and they entertain you, man. So, yeah, man, I don't know what they'll be thinking, but if they want to make money, which they are, push these guys to the moon. You know what I mean? I want to see a feud between these two eventually and real soon. I want you day one, put the title on Lashley, put the title on Lesnar and build it to mania champion versus champion title for title. We're unifying everything. We're killing the roster split. Oh, We're going to have that. one champion. Which one of these badass dudes is it going to be? Is it going to be Brock Lesnar or Bobby Lashley? And that's your main event for mania. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Fuck Roman Reigns. Fuck the bloodline. Fuck the rock. I don't Ooh. care. Give me Brock oh. Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. There's only one issue there, though, Jago. You know what that is? Yeah, pal, I know what it is. <laughs> exactly. Because what you just said is professional wrestling, man. This is this is sports entertainment this, this over here, pal. Sports entertainment. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you, yeah. you said it. You said you've done the Vince voice. I laugh because it's exactly what the issue is, bro. Let's wrap things up this week with something that went down this morning. New Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag League, best of super juniors, the finals. Jimmy T, there's a lot to talk about on this show. We could talk about, you know, the return of Kasatori Shibata. That's going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom. Shibata had, had told everybody, I have words for everybody at the final. Everybody tune in to see what I'm going to say. And Shibata comes out and he says, I have a match January 4th and then he leaves because it's Shibata and that's all you get from Cassatori Shibata. Um, Jimmy talk about conflicting emotions. Like I'm happy for Shibata. I'm terrified for Shibata. I'm not sure I want to see who Shibata is going to wrestle. We don't even know. It doesn't even matter. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about this? I told you this is what's, what was going to happen. I mean, it was dead obvious, right? I mean, yeah, look, I'm hoping he's gotten some sort of clearance where, just like Brian Danielson, even though Shibata's case is 
much more serious. Way more serious. Much more serious. I mean, the guy cracked his skull, man. I he mean, had part of his skull removed. removed. Right. Yeah, I don't know what he, he's crazy, dude. And like I've said in the past on this exact show, unfortunately or fortunately, Japanese wrestlers are willing to die in that ring, dude, because they love doing what they're doing. Unfortunately, this happens more than once, twice, three times in the ring, man. And that's, I mean, I don't know what to say, man. If that's what makes him happy, I mean, we got to support him, right? I guess. I mean, I, I mean, just, what do we do? I mean, I want to know who they're going to put him in there with. That's what I want to know. <sighs> man, like, who I do you trust in that spot? <laughs> I don't know, man. I really don't know right now, man. Uh, you know what I want him? What, what I want him to do, really? And I know they won't because they just don't do this, right? But have him do a squash match against somebody. Maybe a like maybe. A, a young lion, right? Where he just beats the shit out of him. Or Yano. Or Yano. I mean, I like, mean, just make it a KOPW match and and do it not? under UWF rules and have <laughs> Shibata just go out there and tap out Yano and say he is now the king of pro wrestling and all, all matches will be under UWF rules. Like, I, I would be fine with that. That's the only way I can okay. see this working. But are we building to a Kazuchika Okada Shibata match? God, I hope not. Jesus Christ. Why have I got God, a bad feeling? Not. This yeah. is where we're going to go eventually, dude. But it's going to be a whole year in the making. But really, God, it's I years in the not. making. Imagine that. And that's Japanese booking. It like is. Style, dude, that's how they will build it. It's going to be a long fucking build, man. I can and see it, dude. If that's the case, it's going to be a long freaking year. And unfortunately, this morning, World Tag League, Best of Super Juniors finals, it felt like a long (laughs) freaking show. Uh, Not only do we get the Shibata announcement, we're going to have Little K. I mean, uh, you know, the the artist formerly known as Kenta, you know, one of the biggest badasses in the world. uh, He's going to be taking on the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Hiroshi Tanahashi. That match is going to happen inside of the Egg Dome. Um, I, I have to believe that match happens inside of Tokyo Dome. Uh, oh, and, it, and it's going to be no DQ, um, which typically I would be excited about inside of the New Japan universe. But, you know, Little K is in Bullet Club and <laughs> Jimmy T, I, 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 I hate this. I've always been a Bullet Club guy. I like the, the entire concept of the Bullet Club, the Guy Gene faction, the invading faction. It's NWO, WCW. I love it, right? Like it, it, it's it's a place for the Western audience. Absolutely. Our our support goes behind the people that look like us because we're all racist fuckers, <laughs> and we, we pull for the Bullet Club. That's why they're baby faces well. in the states, and and you know they're heels in Japan. Okay, cool. Um, so. This morning, your one of your double main events featured Roman Reigns. I mean Hiroki Goto. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yoshi Bon Jovi, <laughs> Evil, and wow. the Tokyo Pimp Yujiro Takahashi. What the hell, dude? The, the, I was just like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" This is World <laughs> Tag League. We've got Roman Reigns, Yoshi Bon Jovi, Evil. In the Tokyo Pimp. Um, this is not good. 
that this was not good in any way, shape or form. I, I did not like any of it and it went way too long. It just drug on and on and on because bullet it's a bullet club match. So we've got to get all the shenanigans in. We've got to get Dick Togo involved. We've got to have a couple of ref bumps. We've got to have some low blows. We've got to have some more Tom fuckery. <laughs> and it's just like, this is so mid card. Right. I hate yeah. That. Well, I hated this too, Jaco. I mean, let's be honest here, man. What's going on, man? Why this, though? Like, why did it? Why? Like, what are they thinking, man? I, I this don't is know. so unlike them, man. Are they just. I think it was you that was saying it. Right now, New Japan is literally throwing shit at the wall and hoping to see if it sticks. But if they thought this shit was going to stick, they're on some. I don't know what they're on. <laughs> I, I don't tell you. And they have actually found a way to turn Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi babyface for me because <laughs> now inside of the Tokyo Dome, Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. on one side of the ring, the Dangerous Techers, the New Japan Pro Wrestling, the tag team of 2021, according to Tokyo Sports, taking on Roman Reigns, I mean, Hiroki Goto <laughs> and Yoshi Bon Jovi. <laughs> that's not a Wrestle Kingdom match to me. No, it's not. And I'm hoping and I'm praying that Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi absolutely annihilate these two. I'm praying, please, please let it happen. But it won't. I, I know you wanted to do something new, but just put G.O.D. in this match. I mean, for the love of God, just right. put G.O.D. Play it in safe, this match. man. Play it fucking safe, right? I mean, give me God versus Goto and and Bon Jovi. Like, I, I I would be down with that just because God was in the match. But this this felt so mid card to me. It was, dude. It really was, and I don't understand Gato's sort of thinking here, man. Like, like 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 we've been saying, they're just testing shit. This this whole year has really been a testing year, man, for New yeah. Japan. And it's almost like a, I don't want to say, man, are they dangerously, like, could there be a chance where they can go as low as all Japan pro wrestling in many ways, if that makes any sense? Or am I, am I just over-exaggerating here? At, I think at least in the eyes of the Western audience, I think that is a real possibility. I feel like New Japan, probably more than any other company, except maybe MLW ring of honor, obviously right. um, at this point has really suffered through the pandemic. As far as the Western audience is concerned. Um, I'm not even sure that new Japan pro wrestling at this point is the best promotion that is owned by Bushi road. I mean, I, I feel like stardom is clicking on all cylinders right now. They've been pumping out bangers left and right. They're having a bunch of their talents be considered for a lot of these year-end awards, right. which, you know, just a couple of years ago, people are like, stardom, what the hell is stardom? And now, you know, you're seeing, like, you know, the, the team of Julia and Shiri are getting props inside of the, the tag team top 50. Uh, Utami finishing in the top two or three. I think she was number two for a female wrestler of the year in the PWI right. Women's 500. Like, stardom is clicking right now. And New Japan is kind of fumbling. 
Yeah, it's it's strange, man. And in saying that, though, I, I still think New Japan's the third biggest company in the world. Like, so do I. No doubt, there's no doubt about it. People will say, no, they're not. Blah blah blah. In terms of size and name and prestige, I'm not they're sure they're definitely. not number two. Yeah, no, definitely. You could you can make that argument because they've got more prestige, in my opinion, than friggin' AEW does in many ways. Oh, I I I, I, I meant the WWE. Oh, nice, nice. Um, nice. They're they're drawing more people. I mean, well, yeah. when, when I look at Osaka Joe Hall the other night, Sumo Hall uh, this morning for the World Tag League Best of Super Juniors final, drew a hell of a lot more people than Raw did Monday night. <sighs> Jesus Christ. How bad was that, right? I'm just saying, like, I, I'm not talking <laughs> shit about WWE, but I'm saying as far as interest goes right now amongst the fan base, New Japan's selling more tickets. I'd be embarrassed, man, if I was even in attendance with Raw. At least SmackDown still draws, though. Yeah, there is that. The Fox broadcast helps. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about the, the big match from this morning. Best of Super Juniors final. Hiromu Takahashi, arguably the most popular talent in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Easily, in my opinion, anyway. And he was taken on Yo. 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 <laughs> and the match goes for 38 minutes and 30 seconds. The longest best of Super Junior final in history Hiromu logged over four hours of ring time during the course of this tournament. Crazy, man. Uh, the first ever to do that. And I, they are relying on Hiromu so much right now to headline so many shows. And it's dangerous too, man. Well, and I thought it was interesting. Kevin Kelly pointed out, you know, when he won Best of Super Juniors three years ago, then he got his neck broken by Dragon Lee. And then he won best of super juniors last year. And then he tore his pectoral muscle and now he's won best of super juniors this year. And we're hoping, <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, maybe, you know, you shouldn't be putting Hiromu in the ring for, you know, four hours over the course of a month and throwing the weight of this entire company onto this kid's back. Because Hiromu is still a kid. We forget how young Hiromu actually is because of the, the number of years he's been around and the bumps that he has taken and what he has accomplished. 38 minutes and 30 seconds versus Yo? I mean, like, at least now we know Hiromu Takahashi can have a five-star match with a broomstick. Oh, no doubt about it. But the thing is, what is management thinking by doing this to the poor guy? I don't know. I mean, this is how Naito blew his knees out. I mean, right? Exactly. Like exactly. they have learned nothing. Man, they could be a liability in many ways. If the wrestlers actually, you know, thought about it, they could sue in many ways, man. If they keep getting hurt, right? I mean, there's a possibility. Uh, that ever work? When you I get mean, into Japanese, me. you know, right, right. legal systems and whatnot, I'm not sure about that. But yeah, I, I, I the point is absolutely there. I mean, the thing is, man, like, they sh they should be smarter than that. They know that Hiromi is kind of injury-prone if you overwork him, right? Naito is definitely injury-prone, right? I mean, especially nowadays. I mean, look at Shibata. They're allowing that to happen. I mean, at this point, as much as I love New Japan yeah. professional wrestling, right, 
but they've got to be held accountable, man, for some of this shit, man. And I, I just don't like it. I don't like what they're doing. I don't like how they're overworking the poor kid, like you said. I don't. I just don't like none of this, man. Like, I get it. He's the star. He's the guy they're, they're resting their whole company on right now, right? But give the kid a break, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I just feel like it's a terrible, terrible decision. You know what else is a terrible decision? And I saw this this morning, and I'm going to look into this a bit more. But I'm I'm kind of pissed off at New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, I'm not upset. I'm pissed, pissed off. off. Um, The Night 3 Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan Pro Wrestling versus Pro Wrestling Noah. <laughs> right. Not on New Japan World? What? You have to buy this on pay-per-view even <laughs> though i subscribe to new japan world in the immortal words of tama tonga who the fuck is you no what shit, are dude. you doing i'm speechless really like really stardom's been that. doing this shit too like this this, this the, stardom's having a huge show on saturday I'll get to see the show on stardom world like a week after it airs and then they're going to run it on fucking pay-per-view when I pay for your goddamn streaming service. I expect the shows to be streamed number. I like, I hate the way that stardom uploads their shows. That's always been a complaint of mine. Just give me the goddamn shows live. Bushy road clearly has that capability. They do it with new Japan all the damn time, but now new Japan's going to run on pay-per-view instead of this is the biggest opportunity that you have wrestle kingdom three days to get people engaged and subscribed to your streaming service for the entire year and instead you're gonna put a random one-off show on pay-per-view i'm not fucking buying this like i love new japan pro wrestling i was intrigued to tune in so i could watch pro wrestling noah maybe i get more into pro wrestling noah maybe i actually want to subscribe to noah's streaming service too right instead you're just pissing me off and fuck both companies like what are they doing this is such a bad decision and it's a greedy decision oh so bad and Just, I can see why this has probably happened, Jago. I bet you it's both companies not agreeing how this is going to work. And you know what? You just no put it on both streaming it. services. That's all you do. There's no conversation to be had. You both have a streaming service. You put it up on both services at the same damn time. That's what you that, do. <laughs> don't be logical, Jago. That's their middle ground, dude. I mean, you know what I would do if it was me? <laughs> What's that? I would put the show on YouTube for free Oof. for Oof. everybody to tune in and watch live for nothing. Hopeful that I can snag people and getting them to subscribe to one or both of the streaming services. I'm gonna That's what I would do. You're right. And I dare say, right? What what, what was what was his name? Harold May, whatever his name was. The yeah. the guy. Right. That We're was sorry, Harold. That. I'm sorry. We're sorry. I know because I destroyed him too, dude. But I'm maybe, sorry. but under his watch, they had the biggest Western expansion in the history of New Japan. Not only in the states, but they went to the, to here too. They yeah. did a pay per view 
from in Australia. The UK, Royal Quest. And the UK, exactly. They went worldwide. They went to Australia. They went to, to the UK. They, they went to the States. And now they've gone backwards, dude. I truly feel that. And I know it's COVID and all that shit, right? But come on, man. Harold May maybe wasn't as bad for the job as they originally thought. I'm sorry, Harold. I <laughs> drug that dude through the mud. I was not happy with the way the company was going under Harold. And Harold, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I was wrong. I am I am man enough to admit when I was wrong. And I Harold, I was wrong. Harold, sorry, come Harold. back. Please, Harold. <laughs> Isn't that amazing, though? Like, I'm really, you just... don't realize what you've lost, Jago, until you lose it, man. As and... Cinderella said, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yep. Sure. Okay. And that's going to wrap things up for this week's show. Thanks for watching and or listening. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and then visit the platform that you may not be listening to, whether it be the Hameen Media Group channel, attitude.com, hameenmediagroup.podbean.com, of course, at Mark Media, at, at markmedia.com. Find the show online, theblowoffpod.com, at theblowoff on Twitter. You can find me across social media platforms at NotJargo. Keep up with me over at my website, michaeljargo.com. And I will be over on the No DQ Review this Thursday night, probably spewing a lot of the same bullshit that you heard on this show already. <laughs> Jimmy T, the man from the PWC, tell the peeps, the freaks, and the Greeks how to keep up with you. Well, you can keep up with me on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC Network. But more importantly, like and subscribe at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com and also at, at markmedia.com. And uh, I think that that's about it there, Jago. I mean, I'm just pumped that we've done the blow-off once again, and I'm looking forward to the blow-off actually in a couple of days. Yes, as we return to our regular spot on Saturday, looking forward to that. We'll be talking about winter is coming and whatever the hell happens over on SmackDown. You can also find Jimmy T and I this Friday night over at channelattitude.com at the Hami Media Group as we will be doing an all-new episode of Rampage Uncaged, breaking down this week's AEW Rampage, which... You know, sometimes the our, our show ends up being a bit more entertaining than, you know, what they actually have going on on Rampage. We're, we still have our, our FBI, CIA, Canadian surveillance team out on the hunt for El Generico. We'll see what we can come up with this Friday night. We will talk to you then for now. We're off like a prom dress. See ya. Peace.